Hi, I'm Shay. And I'm David. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game-related topics. On tonight's show, we'll be discussing the news, and instead of what you've been playing, we will be combining it with our main topic, which is the games that we played at ToonCon this past weekend, um, as well as our experience at the convention. Yes, it was uh, on the weekend. And we did a poor job of advertising it last week, and we apologize. Yes, this is a board game convention in Saskatoon, just to be clear. Yes. We didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't leave the city. No. Yet. Ever. Yet. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Uh, let's start with the news. All right, so we're jumping I right we, into it. We had some news left from last week to cover. I had a few. A I had. Few. I think. I think I had two. Um, right. Two on here, maybe three. There, there's some big news this week, though. There is, I think. Hopefully, I got everything. Um, <laughs> uh, so the first ones are a couple more game announcements from last week, or maybe they're from Gamma, but they're just more that people were talking about. Um, some that sounded kind of interesting. The first one is something called uh, Tales from the Loop. So this is actually an RPG game that the same company, uh, it's freely publishing, they are releasing a board game version of it. So it's a okay. co cooperative campaign game. But apparently this Tales from the Loop is a pretty popular role-playing game that was released. I'd never heard about Me it. Me neither. But the story sounds really cool because you're in... So the Loop is an actual place that's underground. Um, and it's a research facility that's huge. And so you're exploring it um, and trying to basically figure out the story from there, right? Like that's They don't, they don't give away the story, but that's the idea. Okay. And I just thought it sounded kind of cool. Sounds good. Next. Um, next. A game from Floodgate Games called Decorum. Uh, so the reason this game kind of interested me, because uh, I don't I don't really know Floodgate Games. I, they sound familiar, but I don't know a lot of their games. But the first line in the description is, Decorum is a game of passive-aggressive cohabitation. Which is just an excellent opening line into a game, in my opinion. Um, but the idea here is you are decorating a house. Uh, and so you're adding objects, removing objects, putting stuff into it, uh, painting walls to make a nice looking house that then gains you points. And I just thought it sounded kind of fun, like something that we might enjoy. So uh, I wanted to put it on the list. So sort of a uh, picture perfect-ish? Yeah, that's what it kind of sounds like. Um, like you have a certain amount of actions. Um, yeah, there's some, there, I have more information, like, kind of how it plays and yep. stuff like that, but I just think it sounds kind of cool. Um, and it's a, it looks like roll and write size, right? Like, it's not huge or anything. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, so Floodgate Games does uh, Sagrada, Fog of Love. Oh, yes, I did look up that they did Fog of Love, right. Vivid are, are a few of their more recent, uh, bigger hits. Yeah, so this is another one. Um, and I think it looks kind of fun and cute, so I wouldn't mind trying it. Cool. Uh, another, uh, game that just sounds like kind of a, a twist on a story, right? It's called Almost Innocent, and it's from Colossal Games. This is a co-op deduction game where, um, you are trying to convince basically the, you're trying to figure out who did the crime and with what weapon and where, so clue, yeah. before the time runs out. But the thing is, you're not really 100% innocent. You're kind of, you're all kind of, uh... So who's the least innocent? Yeah, basically. 
um, is what it sounds like. I just thought it sounded like a neat idea for a deduction game, you know? Yeah, for sure. Okay, now on to some new stuff. Yes. Uh, first one... Actually, this is another game, kind of game announcement. I actually saw it a couple weeks ago, but now they've given a bit more of a date. Uh, from Lucky Duck Games, who did Chronicles of Crime. Yep. They are releasing a game based on Sherlock, the BBC series Sherlock it's Holmes. It's using a similar engine. It sounds it? very similar. Not exactly the same, because this is a co- or not a cooperative. This is a competitive puzzle game. Yeah. So, whereas Chronicles of Crime, you're working together here you are trying to go against each other. Okay. Maybe not each other. You are trying to go against Sherlock's um, villains, basically, right? But you're all going after the same one, I think just trying to solve it faster. Okay. Is what it sounds like. And it's supposed to be coming out in June. Sounds good. And it sounds like they have... uh, Lucky Duck has a partnership with the BBC, and they're going to be releasing more games based on stuff from that, so I can expect to see more Doctor Who. Yeah, because the Benedict... Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, right, it's the BBC right, right. one. Yeah. yeah, specifically the BBC one. So I, I would expect to see more BBC-based games from Lucky Duck in the next couple of years. Yep. Um, reprint. Well, I don't even know if this is a reprint. You can tell me more about this, but Sky Mines from Alexander Pfister. Um, uh, this is kind of <laughs> yeah. I know it, you were one. talking about this one. I think this is kind of a re-theme reprint of Mombasa, but with a few more added things. Like there is some new stuff in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so it's, yeah, it's supposed this, to be coming out. This is the one that sort of got announced at the same time as the expansion for Maracaibo. Right. Uh, so talking about going against colonialism and portraying it more, more as just not as prevalent in his games. Uh, this is the reskin of Mombasa. Uh, Mombasa is the corporations pillaging Africa. This one, we're going to the moon and pillaging the moon. Yep. Uh, I I had higher hopes for theme. Mm-hmm. Not that any of his games are dripping in theme, but they're, they're solid, right? Yeah. Uh, so I was... And I really like Mombasa. Mm-hmm. Mombasa was a great game, so I was excited about this. It allows me to get Mombasa. Doesn't really change the theme that much, in my opinion, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the first real details of what they're doing. Cool. So, yeah. So, that, that kind of came out there. I didn't see a release date or anything, but... Third uh, quarter or something. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, And then some... Uh, award news. Uh, American Tabletop Game Awards uh, was released. The uh, Actually, no, they did have the winners released for this one. So I didn't recognize... they have. This is kind of like Spiel. Um, they have four categories. I didn't recognize any game in the early players, which is like the kids', the kids games. Didn't yep. recognize them, um, but the, the top one did look kind of cute. Uh, more important uh, in the early gamers... No, not early gamers. Casual? Casual gamers. Um, Cubitos, 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 one. Uh, we've talked about this game before. We own yeah. it, and it's really fun. Yeah, it's it's quacks with dice. Yeah, I think the the one it beat out that I really did recognize was the crew. The crew was on that list as well. But I like another Cubitos solid better. game. Um, I think first casual game. You can't say you like it better because you refuse sorry. to play it. I think I think for like a casual gamer, Cubitos is way cuter, and more people would play it. Um, strategy games, Cascadia one. 
This is the one with the um, the animals. Yeah, it's yeah. animals and and uh, terrain. Yeah. Yeah. So that one won for strategy games. Uh, I didn't notice any the the games that were beneath it. I did kind of recognize, but um, this one. You know, we, we, again, we own and play it. It's a great game. We do not own. No? No, we, we borrowed it from Norm. Oh, okay. We've just played it from other people. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, I lose track of what's on our game. Um, and then for complex games, Lost Ruins Arnak one. Yes. Solid, solid game. Uh, played it with the expansion recently. Uh, still great. Yeah. And that kind of leads into the news from the Dice Tower. Um, Dice Tower 15th Annual Awards. Of, they just the, got announced, The nominations right? or the were nominations announced. were just yeah. yeah, so just some things to note. Uh, Canvas, which is one that I saw getting uh, talked about a lot, has a lot of nominations for stuff like the visuals and uh, also kind of indie publisher, like a, a small publisher. Yep. Uh, this is a game that is coming to North America this summer. It's not actually out in North America yet. Asmodee, I think, is printing it, though. Uh, Canvas is out. Is it? I thought a thing that said it wasn't out yet. Yeah. No, I, I'm sure I saw it news at then. Dragon's Den. Okay. So, anyway, there's this that one. Um, Paleo also got a lot of yep. uh, talk. And Sleeping Gods got a lot of talk about that as well. We own Sleeping Gods, right? We own Sleeping we Gods. It it's in Solophane. It's a campaign game. Yes. Right. It's it's on the list of yeah. campaign games. It's I, actually nominated for um, best two-player game. So Yeah, I could see that. Most, most campaign games do play very well at two players. Uh, it's probably after we pl finish, you know... Queensdale and... Queensdale. Pandemic. Pandemic. Jaws of the Lion. It's probably going to be the second one after Clank. Sounds good. Yeah. Um... The other thing that, and those were just ones I saw a lot of names, but Game of the Year, the nominations for that were Seven Wonders Architects, uh, Arc Nova, Cascadia, Destinies, Hadrian's Wall, uh, Meglev, Interesting. Yeah, Meglev Metro, Meadow, Merchant's Cove, Mind Management, and Sleeping Gods. Okay. So, honestly, nothing, like, I haven't paid much attention to the awards but everything on that list i'm like those are really good but they weren't they aren't standing out as me like oh that's the best game i actually thought anachrony might be on there but that i guess is a couple years old yeah. okay yeah, so um but, it, it is old yeah it's old we're we just are way behind the times um, it took us a while because everybody talked about the complexity of anachrony yeah so that's why it took us a while to play it yeah but hadrian's wall is on there as like a top solo game as well and it's a great game it's a little small for what i would consider a game of the year but yeah. Um, it's still excellent. And Merchant's Cove is fantastic as well. Yeah. And, of course, we talked about Sleeping Gods already, how it's got a bunch of nominations. Uh, Ryan Lockett, so. Yes. Um, last one on here is just another game announcement that I saw on Dice Tower that I thought sounds kind of cool. Uh, it's from Arcane Wonders, and it's called Mortem Medieval Detective. Okay. So it's another deduction game. That seems to be the trend this year, is that we're going to see a lot of deduction games. Um, this is another deduction game where uh, you are basically magical organization agents. Okay. Uh, secret secret agents type thing. And you are going to go through different events, um, search them however, they say however you choose. You can then advance through the game so it's a little bit more open. Um, yeah, I just think it sounds kind of cool and the theming I really like as well. Uh, and it's supposed to be 
up for pre-order on the 15th. Cool. Yeah. That's uh, my news. Uh, what else do you have? Castles of Burgundy. Oh, right. I, have, I still haven't seen a picture of what this thing looks like. So Castles of Burgundy. A uh, little bit of history before we say the Castles of Burgundy. A uh, couple, about a month ago, we did some news on Ravensburger putting a bunch of money into GameFound. Yes. Uh, GameFound was founded by Awaken Realms as an alternative to Kickstarter. And everybody made jokes that they were going to do the Castles of Burgundy uh, Awaken Realms edition. Mm-hmm. Turns out they are doing the Castles <laughs> of Burgundy Awaken Realms edition. A uh, lot of people on both sides, whether this is good or bad. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Uh, Castle of Burgundy is one of those prototypical Euros. Yes. Uh, great gameplay. And graphics are so-so. Uh, miniatures, no. Uh, you can't even really deluxify it that much. I've changed this, the uh, silver yeah, the out. Silver. And that's about it. Uh, they're showing miniatures for castles. They're showing bigger tiles. They're showing updated art. I mean, I just pulled it up and it's pretty gorgeous. It, I it, know you guys are complaining about it, but I actually love it. Okay, so my comment on it was the game that nobody needed, but I'm also going to back on day one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it's Castles of Burgundy. Well, that castle is amazing. Yeah. Um, also, I actually do really like the art. And what's interesting to me, right, is actually what they say on here, uh, refined UX for easier gameplay and more readability. That's basically what I was doing in my class, right, yeah. is like uh, in both the website and the game design trying to figure out like how to make it so people understand it better. Yeah. And... I think that's a really neat thing that that's what they're taking into consideration because so, one truth about kind of ugly Euro games, right, is whether or not the gameplay is good, sometimes because of how not kind of nice looking it is, it can be hard to read and hard to play. Yeah, uh, Castle of Burgundy is one of those games that I always have the the card out to say, this building does what again? Yeah. Right? There's a couple that, you know, and we've played it a lot. Uh, so this is not... You know, where you play it once and it's you can never remember it. It's we've played it a lot and I still look at buildings. Oh yeah. So what does that one do again? Absolutely. Uh the campaign aspect of it is interesting. I don't know if we need that. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it makes it makes sense to add something to it other than just art. Yeah. And and the castle, I wonder if that's just gonna be the first player marker or or what that is. Might have something to do with the campaign. Could be something to do with the campaign. Uh so they are taking into account everybody's opinions. Yes. Uh the first vote came out today and they showed three different art styles and asked what people liked. Uh they were all nice. There was good in all of them. There was bad in all of them. Mm -hmm. Right? So they're still never going to please everybody. No. But they do want your our opinions, so go to GameFound, follow the campaign, and you'll get emails when they're doing the votes. If you want to have a say in Castles of Burgundy Awaken Realms Edition, this is how you can get in on it. Yep, I actually might actually get a GameFound account just to just to do that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, uh Wayfarers of the South Tigris. Yep. Uh, the next. 
Shem Phillips Sam McDonald game is coming to Kickstarter April 26th, which is roughly two weeks from when you're listening to this. Uh, saw a gameplay video for it. Uh, looks really good. <laughs> looks really, really good. Uh, and I just got my Architects Kickstarter yep. stuff, so I got a big box for that. And by Council of the West Kingdom is finishing production and should ship right away as well. So, lots of Garfield game stuff. Cool. And there's probably more stuff. Oh, Danny from Pandasaurus is leaving Pandasaurus Games. Really? Yeah, she's moving. Sounds like she's moving to another game company. Uh, she was with Renegade, Renegade Games before this, then Pandasaurus, and now I don't know who she's going to. Uh, she seems very good at her job. Yeah. And she does, and she's popular. Uh, a lot of people like her, a lot of people appreciate her opinion, and she does a lot of good organization and media manager. Mm. So, good luck to her in her next position. Yeah. Uh, we'll miss her at Pandasaurus. I'll keep following her on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> and Twitter. And Twitter. Yes. Okay. I think that's all the stuff I had. Excellent. Well, I'm Shay. I'm David. And we are going to jump into our main topic of the night, which is... ToonCon! Yeah. Happened this past weekend. We played some games, saw some people. It was great. Yeah, so about a month ago, uh, Dan from ToonCon emailed me, said they're going to do ToonCon. Uh, I wasn't that excited about it. <laughs> uh, COVID is still out there. Yeah. Uh, being in a room with a bunch of people playing games, while that was the last thing I did before... COVID shut everything down uh, two years ago, or yep. two and a bit years ago, I yep. guess. Uh, doing it again, I wasn't un I wasn't sure. So I actually didn't sign up to teach any games because I didn't know if I was going to be comfortable. Yep. Uh, their guidelines were, we would prefer you to wear masks, but we can't make you wear masks. Yeah. It's, it's the whole, it's where I what everybody's at right now. Yeah. Uh, I knew I was going to buy a ticket because mm -hmm. I do want to support the organization. And if I didn't go this year, I would be going next year. And I don't want it to have financial issues because of my comfort level. Yeah. Okay. We ended up going, or I ended up going Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday for most of the day. We were there the whole time. We were there from yeah. 10 till 5. Well, 10 well, till 10 till 3 four. or 4 something yeah. like that. I uh, got to play some games. I, all I all I did was open gaming. I didn't sign up for any of the learn to play stuff. There was lots of that going on uh, in a smaller fashion. Uh, most games had two tables going as opposed to the four or five tables going. Yeah, I mean, I only went on Sunday this year um, just because of work and homework. It fell right at the end of the semester. Uh, but on Sunday, you could definitely tell there were less people, right? Like... When we went to ToonCon two years ago, the room was packed full of people. Uh, and just this time, you know, there was a lot more empty tables than what I was, what I saw before. Yeah, I, I think what they said is their uh, big numbers were probably 55 or 60 at a time. Yeah. Where two years ago, it was around 100, 125. Yeah. Uh, so it, numbers were down, but they were expecting that, I think. Uh, the auction was still a blast. 
the, the open gaming was still fun and, and friends still taught games and everybody seemed to have, they, they, they always do a good job of having a lot of different games mm -hmm. there. Plus some of the classics. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even when I looked at the games, there weren't a lot that I was kind of like, oh, I want to go, you know, do that, learn to play. So I ended up on Sunday just open gaming with you, and one of my friends came, and we, we played games together, um, which was a great time. Uh, so. Yeah, like, I, I had fun. I got to see people, because I haven't seen Dan. Yeah. Since previous. Two years ago, yeah. Uh, they Shane were, and people, Shane was yeah. there. Uh, there... The ToonCon executive got hit with COVID outbreak yeah. <laughs> the week of it. So a couple, like John, who is one of the chief organizers, wasn't there till the last day, last hour of the yeah. last day. Uh, so they were a little bit understaffed, but people chipped in. People found them, you know, game teachers and stuff. And it all worked out really well, I thought. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about some games we played? Let's talk about some games. Uh, so Friday night, we got there. Uh, me and Jordan went. We met uh, Norm there. Uh, Jeff was there. Adam was there. And we ended up playing some games. Nice. Uh, first, first game was me, Jordan, Norm, and Antoine. We played Three Sisters twice. Uh, this is the roll and write from the guys that did Fleet the Dice game. Mm -hmm. uh, I talked about this on the show not too long ago. Uh, it is... It's a tighter game than Fleet the Dice game, uh, but a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, we played the game wrong the first time because <laughs> it's been a while since we had played it. Uh, and then we got the rules right, played it again, and had a good time. Cool. Uh, it, it, it is a solid, solid game and one of my one of my favorite roll and writes. Uh, we followed that up with Keyflower, mm -hmm. a game that I bought, I'm going to say, too long ago and hadn't played. <laughs> but wanted to play. Uh, I've played this once. I'm going to say four years ago at Jeff's. When we first started going there. Me and... Or I think I... I don't know if Jordan was there. But I played it. Uh, it is a... Sort of a bidding... Tableau city building game. Uh, in it... You are building on... Or bidding on tiles to add to your home base. Uh... As a, you can also use the tiles that you're bidding on. Uh, any tiles that get used, the, the, whoever wins it gets the meeples. Uh, your currency in the game are the meeples. And there's four different color meeples. There's red, yellow, and blue, which are the standard meeples. And then there's special green ones you can get. Uh, whoever bids on a tile, you everybody has to follow that color of bidding. And you always have to beat that person. Yeah, if your bid gets beaten you can take that group of meeples and move them to another bid or some do something with them or yeah. keep them for the next round uh it's fairly cutthroat it's fairly interactive and, and it's a solid solid game uh i'll be the first to admit the teach was horrible because i had learned it about a month before that <laughs> and had forgotten it by the time we went to play it that night uh so I did a quick refresh, and it didn't go as well as I like games to go. Everything I talk about on teaching game nights, I did wrong that night. <laughs> uh, but solid, solid game. Uh, those were the two games we got played that night, and then uh, we called it a night. Mm -hmm. uh, the next night, uh, 
Uh, we got there, me and Jordan got there about 4 o'clock, 3.34, and wanted to get there for the auction for 5 o'clock. Uh, when we walked in, we ran into uh, Garth, who we used to play games with at Amazing Stories, and he invited us to, for a quick game of Villagers. Uh, Villagers is a quick card drafting, tableau building, uh, I guess that's how I would describe okay, it. Okay, yeah. Uh, basically, you have cards in front of you, or base cards, and you're trying to build off of those, and you're building chains, and you're sort of building tech trees off of it. So everything needs something else before you can put that card down. There's no right. cost to play any of those. You just have to have what's needed. And sometimes if you don't have what's needed, you can use somebody else's and you just have to pay them for it. Cool. Uh, so it's got a little bit of that Seven Wonders vibe to it. Uh, very streamlined game. Uh, teach and play was about 45 minutes, if that. And we had a great time. And I think I want to pick that one up for our collection because I think it would wor work really well out at the lake and stuff. Yeah. Uh, followed that up. Uh, my brother Murray was in town, came over to play a game with us. And me, Murray, Jordan, Jeff, and Norm played Rococo. Uh, goes up to five players, solid game. Uh, we played this recently and I talked about a little bit being disappointed in it. Mm -hmm. Second game was much, much better than the first. Uh, I, I saw where, where to go with the scoring and stuff like that. So it brought out a lot of the intricacies of Rococo. And I, can, I, I saw more of where that uh, following it has. Still don't think it's the best game ever, like some people have <laughs> described it, but I had a lot more fun the second time and, you know, something I could see myself playing again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, at the auction, I did get some games. Yes. Uh, I bought Raids, which is a move as far as you want, takes actions game. Yeah, we played a couple years ago and I absolutely loved it. Um I guess wasn't enough people that liked it, so we didn't buy it, but we got it now, so we can play it again. Yeah. On Mars, Vital Lacerda, my second Lacerda game, but first big box Lacerda game, and Oracle of Delphi, a Feld game that I didn't have and is out of print Shocking. and was in the auction, so I grabbed it. Cool. And got it for a decent price, so I was happy. Sunday, you came. Sunday, I was there all day. Um, so we got there and we set up a game called The Village, yep. not Villagers, The Village, yep. um, which is a kind of worker placement, take a cube, do an action type game. Yep. Like there's worker placement aspects to it where you have your characters and you use them to do certain actions, but at the same time, you don't put them on every space you go to. Only a couple of them you put your workers on. Yeah, and they stay there. And they stay there. The neatest thing about this game is the fact that your workers are... They die. Yeah. Like, they get old, basically, and you get n new generations of workers coming up. So you can do things where your workers stay on the board, but eventually they have to die. And that's also how you trigger the game end, is a certain amount of people dying. Yeah, they go into the archives yeah or the unmarked or, or the graves, graves. yeah um played that with it was me you uh norm and my friend nico yep uh and then the next game we played was a was a game of quacks yep. which we've talked plenty of times about on here uh nico uh, stayed for another another game so we taught her quacks and adam was there as well 
Yeah, I will say using the cardboard chits versus not the nearly as fun. Chits is takes, not takes away from the gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and finally, me and you finished it up with a game of uh, Flashpoint. Yes. A firefighter-style game where you're, you have a map, and you're rolling dice to place out fires, and you're trying to go through with your action points and uh, move and collect people and save that amount of people. Yeah. Uh, great weekend of gaming. Uh, big shout-out to the ToonCon group, ToonCon group for putting it on. And looking forward to next one. Absolutely. I'm David. And I'm Shay. Talk to you next week. Have a good night.